Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Three more hours left, and we've got a special guest in the building. I ran across this guy watching Amazon Prime. You know, Amazon Prime had a daily sports show. Uh, some friends of mine were on that show, Sierra Santos, Angela Stewart. I uh, forget who else was on it that made me say, okay, let me check it out. And then uh, that went away. But I remember one day I was just looking through Instagram, and it's tough. I'm not saying I have a ton of followers, but when people follow you every day, you don't get an alert to say, like, someone that you know is following you or someone that's verified or that's in the industry is following you. For example, Bernie Williams was following me. I had no idea. And not to compare you following me to Bernie Williams is not the same. But, like, I stumbled across you. I stumbled across him. We connected, and, uh, you know, I got to learn about you, and and I want the fans, the listeners of the fan to learn about you and we're going to rock this next hour uh, i'm happy to have you here in studio with all of this air time i was trying to get some in studio guests you're the first one i think i got a couple more lined up ladies and gentlemen it's Aton levine hey thanks for having me yeah I, I would actually consider myself the bernie williams of the jewish community so that is uh where i fall out there thanks for having me on man I yeah appreciate of course it. i i got a random follow today kid from kid and play Kid from Kid and Play. Wasn't yeah. he just in a commercial for, I just saw a Kid and Play commercial, maybe it was for insurance or something, and I'm like, oh, yeah. they're, they're still getting money out here. They're still finding a way to get, get the oh, check off be. that from the 90s. I, I just want one hit song. That's all that I want. You get one hit song, you put it in every commercial, you know, Target plays it all of a sudden. You're My entire life, I've wanted one hit song. I've written <laughs> raps, I've freestyled, and I'm like, man, if I could just get one song that people stream forever, you make money off that forever. Can I tell you... A weird credit that I don't know if you know that I have here, and I don't. This is a little, maybe a little R-rated here, but I won to. There's a there's an award show for okay. adult cinema out there, and years ago I wrote an adult version of Hamilton that got made <laughs> as part of a documentary series. So I had to write a bunch of rap for it. So 
There's, I actually, there's people listening that can Google this type of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. They can Google it out there. <laughs> At, don't do it on a work computer. That's all that I'm saying out there. So you're a natural comedian, bro. Yes. I think you're funny. I follow your TikTok. I've seen you on Amazon. Probably you're just you're just a natural. Um, but I want people to get to know you. So yes. just tell people that have no idea who they're listening to, where you're from, um, how you even made your career. You and I have met, and you know we were in the coffee shop not drinking any coffee, but we yeah. kind of chopped it up and found that we had some degrees of separation with yeah. different people and similar paths. So uh, you know you could take the next three to five minutes and speak to New York and the listeners about who you are and how you got to this point and. I think that'll be good to kind of qualify yourself. Yeah, uh, so I'm a writer, comic. I've written for New York Times, written for New York Magazine. Uh, I used to be a celebrity journalist at Elite Daily. I think I've had a billion jobs. That is the issue here. I used to be a video producer uh, for some stuff. Uh, I, When Amazon started the Sports News Network about a year and change ago, I was tapped to host a 2 to 4 p.m. Uh, spot there every day. I'm from New York. I'm a big uh, Rangers, Mets, Knicks Jets fan, nothing good has happened to me since '94. Tough. Tough. It is. This is what happened. My dad's a lawyer, but he's not. But he gets like free tickets to stuff. But he's a lawyer in Brooklyn. He's not a lawyer on the Upper East Side. So all the free tickets that we would get would be to City Field, would be to Shea Stadium. We never get Yankee <laughs> tickets at all. My dad, I blame for my uh, sports uh, anxieties out there. Um, you know, I, I since this is WFAN, I do have a little bit of a specific New York sports story they like to tell everyone about. Uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a cancer survivor. That's the thing about me. I did not know that. I had cancer when I was 10. I'm fine. Everyone can Venmo me if they want uh, out there. But I... Uh, <laughs> Start the GoFundMe <laughs> 25 years later. Yeah, yeah. Everyone... You know, I didn't capitalize it off then. Now I got to capitalize off it. But uh, the funny thing about that is that I had cancer when all of my favorite sports teams were bad. See, I, I am sure out there, you know, it's the best part of having cancer is going to be your favorite athletes. But instead, there's just a bunch of pictures of a young, bald me with New York Mets players that I do not recognize at all. I could have met Derek Jeter. One time, Make-A-Wish called me up and they were like, you want to meet Derek Jeter? And I was like, no, I am a New York Metropolitans fan. And I got to meet Benny Agbayani. <laughs> I, I met him through, out there. He knows it. I met. This is how Polly does the fist pump. Like, yeah, yeah. nice. Me, that's I'm, the Benny Agbayani fist pump. I'm still yeah. waiting. I'm still waiting to meet Derek Jeter. Oh man, listen. I, I at the Mako at at, uh, at the Ronald McDonald House out there. Yeah, I met the New York Rangers during an eight year playoff drought. I met them in early 2000s. This is how bad they were. It's a real fact. When I met them, the survival percentage for my cancer in my age range was higher than their win percentage at the time. And I never stopped thinking about that. Can't, can't make this stuff up. It's real, real can't fact about them. Up. So, yeah, I've been here for a bit in New York. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think about, you know, you being Jewish, not being funny. <laughs> uh, but, like, you're funny and your TikTok stuff is specifically like Jewish content. The Jewish community supports you. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I've spoken on WFAN about where I'm from and my background, right? Obviously, I'm a black dude, but I grew up in Monmouth County, which is a very Jewish area, plenty yeah. of temples. And in the summer, the Jewish community comes down from Brooklyn and lives there. Yeah. My first girlfriend was a Jewish girl. You're Jewish now. <laughs> That's how you make a Jew, is that you lose a fight to a Jewish woman, and then all of a sudden you have to have another Jew out there. <laughs> My first job was at a Jewish summer camp called Camp David. Oh, nice. So I was with all Jewish people all day, except for the other janitors that were not Jewish. <laughs> uh, I've been to a bunch of different parties in the summer and these, like, nice Jewish mansions on the beach. And, like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm from the shore area. I'm from Monmouth County. So, like, I've, I've been to probably 
eight to ten bar bat mitzvahs growing up. You're Jewish. Sitting in the front row reading the backwards book, uh, Baruch yeah. Natah, Dayon. You know, hey, like, I knew, I knew a little yeah. bit of that, so like. I now have to see I'm you. Valid. The ACLU is calling. They they want the to have a word with you. The book is what he just called. What's it called? The Torah. Yeah, yeah there you the go. Torah. Yeah. Well, you, you know it's written backwards. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm sure According you know. Him. Oh no! I, listen, I, my my Judaism stretches. I go to temples for weddings and funerals. That's it. Oh, that, that's all you got to do. Listen, at this point in the world, if you identify as Jewish a little bit, if you have a little anxiety, you're Jewish. Just embrace it. You know, <laughs> don't be mean to us. You can have it all there. And I, I will say, you know, we were talking about this. I went to an all boys Jewish day school in the upper part of New Jersey, right? There was a, so there's two kinds of Jews, Ashkenazi Jews, which is like Czechoslovakian, Eastern European. There's many kinds of Jews. Oh, there's so many. The two that we're going to talk about, but the, the kinds that were by Monmouth County, the beach Jews were the hot Jews. So I was up, you know, in, in by Elizabeth, New Jersey with all of us. We all look like potato people, you know, with all of our <laughs> terrible DNA. And then we would get down to the shore and we'd see all these, like, beautiful Sephardi Jews. It was yeah, amazing down there. Yeah, some good-looking Jewish yeah. girls down there in the summer. I, I used to be with a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against the northern New Jersey Jews out there at all. So good to have you on, man. Yeah. We're going to take calls. Uh, I know there's a bunch of people listening that are going to relate to Aton that are Mets fans, Jets fans. Yeah. Uh, Rangers fans, and of course, man, you got a black guy and a Jewish guy on. Uh, Drake is half black, half white. Yeah. I think we got a good combo on for this next hour, <laughs> and uh, hopefully we'll entertain you guys, make some jokes, and pass the time on the fan. Let's see who's still hanging on. Let's go to Andrew in New York City. What's up, Drew? You're on the fan. Yes, how you doing? I want to hear about the six. I'm in, I want to hear your opinion on the six playoff games because I'm in a football pool with no points, just straight up wins. So the playoff games this week, man, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how, how I feel exactly yet. I'll know how I feel when it's time to put the bets in. But I think I already spoke on some. Like, I think the Dallas Cowboys are a lock. Did the Jets make it? No. <laughs> uh, what, Not, about, what about the uh, Browns and uh, Texas? The Browns, I just, I don't know. I, last night I was watching C.J. Stroud. There was a clip that went viral of... Pat McAfee and those guys telling that telling C.J. Stroud and the Texans that they don't stand a chance against the Browns defense and Joe Flacco and those guys. And there's a part of me that thinks that the story doesn't end for D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins and those guys. I think they do have a shot. But, man, that, that defense for the Browns, they're tough. Joe Flacco has the experience. Uh, I, I don't know. That one's, that one's a toss-up. Yeah, what what about KC and Miami? Well, I, I don't trust Miami. They are battered. They are beat up. They lost Van Ginkle in the last game. Uh, they lost Bradley Chubb the week okay, before. Yeah, Kansas City, I know they've had a down year, but, like, this is their time. You know, they yeah. have the coach with the experience, the quarterback. Like, if they're going to turn it on, if they're going to get serious about a down year, they know they got to play. And they beat them in, in Germany already this year. They also yeah. turn it up in the playoffs. Mahomes yeah. is unstoppable yeah. in the playoffs. I do not believe yeah. we, at all that Miami's going to come out of this We saw Joe one. Burrow beat them, but, like, yeah. that was one year. I just think that they're not. Miami is done. They're cooked. They're what hurt. about the other two games, uh, Philly and Tampa? I was talking about Tampa, right? They couldn't score a touchdown yeah. against the Panthers. That's not a good look. I know it's week-to-week in the NFL. Uh, I know A.J. Brown just went down. I know Hurts broke his finger. But something tells me that the Eagles know that they got to go down to Tampa Bay, beat this team to advance, and they did it last year. They made it all the way to the Super Bowl. So playing off that experience, they got a lot of veterans. They have some good coaches. Yeah, uh, right I don't think they're going to be one and done losing to right, Baker the, Mayfield. Right. The last two games is um, the Pittsburgh and, and Buffalo. Yeah, Pittsburgh, they're, they're done. They're cooked. Mason yeah. Rudolph has had a good little run yeah. here. 
they lost T.J. Watt. It's survival of the healthiest. The Bills are rolling. They've been in the playoffs the last six weeks. You know, the Bills, they're not They're not going to lose that game at all. You know home. what game is going to be good? The Colts and the, I mean, the Rams and, uh, and the Lions. Yeah, the storylines write themselves in the NFL. You can't make this stuff up. You get Matt Stafford going back to Ford Field where he's played a bunch of games, and we'll see how they match up. Jared Goff versus think? his former team. I think the Rams can get him. I think the Rams yeah. can definitely get yeah, him. Yeah, you know my prediction is supposed to be um, Baltimore Ravens against the 49ers. Yeah, Baltimore Ravens I said that on the fan over a month ago, uh, just seeing what the 49ers look like, what the Ravens look like. And then when they went head-to-head on Christmas night, the Ravens dominated them. So well, it, there I could be a rematch. Went. There could be a rematch in store. Thanks for the call, Andrew. 877-337-6666. The Knicks are rolling. Uh, we're rolling. Anything you guys got to add? You want some NBA news? A little breaking news from Woj? Yeah. Miami Heat coach Eric Spolstra has been extended from by the team for eight years and $120-plus million. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, good for him. The most Worth committed yeah. coaching contract in history. Heat culture. Remember when Jimmy Butler was going at him like, like he said something like he was going to fight the coach and then... Udonis Haslam had to yeah. step in. No, they've, they've got it figured out down there in Miami. I mean, the things that Spolster was able to get out of Jimmy Butler and get, able to get out of the heat last year, how do you not pay him every single cent available? It's yeah. Spo, it's Riley, it's everything, and it's Miami. That's what I say, and it's, it's Spo, it's Riley, it's Miami. It just makes sense out there. That's why they're able to attract everybody. Like, for that reason. Because you, you get, like, entranced by heat culture. That's a real thing. By Pat Riley and by Alonzo Mourning, who still does stuff for them. It's beautiful. D-Wade. It's intangible, you know. You know what it is about Miami too? Guys go down there and they have a good night. They have a good time the don't night before leave. the game, <laughs> and they don't stand a chance the next day. But I don't know. We'll we'll see. But good. Congrats to Eric Spolstra and the Miami Heat. They also made a, taxes. Yeah, and and Florida. Beautiful taxes out there. <laughs> Hundred and twenty plus million dollars to be a a coach. God, that's got to be amazing. I would dress a lot better if I was a coach making that much money. It takes a ton of patience. I thought about being a football coach. I played football growing up, and when I was 23, I was offered like 2500 for a season to be like an assistant coach, like JV coach at my high school. Would you do it? Um, I wanted to do it, but I think some people behind the scenes didn't want me to do it, Ooh. so I never actually got the opportunity. Everything happens for a reason. As Paulie and I say on here, Paul uses my own quote, universe never unconnects. It wasn't meant to be. I wasn't meant to be a coach. I would Listen, if I was on a football team, I would hire you. You would be my coach. I think you'd be good at it. If you yeah, were, think, if you were putting together, yeah. A football if I was, team? this is kind of a I'm an owner player did kind you play of thing. Football? I'm like, well, what sports did you no, play? No, I played. Listen, I went to Old Boys Jewish Day School. We had floor hockey and uh, short people basketball is how I would describe <laughs> what the Jewish Day School system is like out there. I used to, I've coached uh, like floor hockey, which is basically just like running around. It's hockey like without floor ice hockey. Skates. Oh yeah, you don't know floor hockey. Floor hockey in the New Jersey, New York, Long Island area for yeshiva kids is the biggest sport. And it's like no roller one... hockey? What do you mean floor? No, hockey? no, no. Not on ice, like on a on a. It's just running around on a basketball court. It's two. There's two reasons. One, insurance, I think, was a big part of that decision. And two, there were enough like Jewish kids, you know, that knew how to do like roller and ice and stuff like that to like establish a league because we couldn't play against public schools. This is real. You know? I know somebody out there, there can relate. I've never, I've <laughs> never heard of this. I've never heard of this. Oh, you got it. It's definitely. Let's go to Joe. Long Beach, Joe, on the fan in New York. What's up, Joe? Man, it's crazy. I did grow up on roller hockey, so he's not I, lying. No, yeah. no, I never. I didn't know that you could have a team like that in school. Oh, they got 30 of them. And it's fun as heck. Yeah. You know, you're just walking around. Safer, shots, safer than you know, ice safe. hockey? Easier than ice hockey? Oh, yeah. No CTE. You'd have to be real weak to get CTE in floor hockey. <laughs> 
But I wanted to call today to talk about these Knicks, you know? One thing that the trade did, it just opened up the guard clog that we had. Yep. We had just way too many at that one position. Now you're starting to see all the other guards. The younger guys. The yeah, they look better, right? It look, the team looks better. The pieces of the puzzle fit better. All of a sudden, Deuce is loose as he just makes an easy layup off the feed from Isaiah Hartenstein. Like, your backups now look better. Hartenstein, McBride, um, Vincenzo, Grimes. Yeah. Like, DiVincenzo, I mean, DiVincenzo's been starting, but, like, they bring him over here to play with Brunson. I said that, I said it right away, man. The moves they've made. They, they traded for Josh Hart last year. Like, you have to tip your cap to Leon Rose, World Wide West, these guys. Like, they, they had a vision, and it's we're starting to see it now. It's coming together. It took a couple years, and I think they're not done. And that's what I wanted to talk about, right? They have a plethora of picks. Um, they still have some assets they can move, like expiring contracts like Fournier. So I'm thinking that they're going to make one more move before the All-Star game. Just kind of wanted to see if you've heard anything, anyone shaking out there uh, that might be available. Because right now in the East, no one's really playing really good basketball. So good chance for us to catch them up and win some games. Yeah, it's time, Joe. Thanks for the call. I, I mean, we, we've heard Malcolm Brogdon's name, DeJounte Murray's name, Donovan Mitchell's name. Uh, I forget who else I was seeing any any other trade names I, coming up in the conversation around the Knicks? I'm seeing Murray a lot. I, the issue with Mitchell is then what do you do with like Brunson? I this team is incredible now, which is like awesome, and that's something that the Knicks haven't had in so long. And it was interesting when the OG Anunoby trade happened. I feel like New York was in a down spot, you know, like as a city because we didn't get Otani, we didn't get Yamamoto, like New York as didn't a whole get to thing. The playoffs, we didn't get it. NFL, all, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, we were promised over and over and over that the Knicks were going to bring in someone big. And we thought that it would be a bigger person. So I think originally people were kind of like, you know, not excited about the trade, but we're five games in. They look incredible. You know, the, the initial reaction, we've been talking about the initial reaction now for some time. That's got to, it doesn't matter. The the reaction on the court, the reaction of the team, the results rather, like that's what matters. They're they're 5-0 and with OG and OB. He has not lost in that Knicks jersey. And there's been rumblings of making a trade for this guy, getting him out of Toronto for the last couple years. And they got it done. And you know what? It hurts to part ways with two homegrown guys that you drafted, that you watched, that you bought their jerseys, that you believed in, were coming into their own. But you know what? It, it changed the chemistry of the team. And uh, I think your head coach has a vision, and I think he's connected with the front office. And that's all you can hope for in sports. There's always a disconnect. I feel like there's a disconnect in Brooklyn. I think here's the thing also about it. What a nice trade for everyone involved. RJ's been having a time of his life up in Toronto. OG and everything's been going on down here. These were two teams that are involved in a lawsuit right now also. So, you know, the, the, right now Dolan is suing the Toronto Raptors, you know, because of that data leak or whatever. So these are two teams that should hate each other, but they got the deal to go, you know, and it's worked out really well for both sides. So I think that, you know, as a as a society, there's so much pain in the world right now, you know, looking at this and saying, hey, these are two two uh, teams that are ended up having like a nice friendly uh, deal. Worked yeah. out for everybody in the end. No, I mean, January 20th, we're, we're going to see the Raptors in the garden. That's going to be, be huge. Really, really interesting to see how RJ plays, how IQ plays, how these guys react to each other. Like, you know, the first night we saw Julius Randle, like, went home to watch some play or something and, like, posted on his Instagram story. They're brothers. Uh, but this is business, so I think business is better for the Knicks. Let's go up to the Bronx and talk to Raul. Raul, you're on the fan. Hey, what's up, Keith? How's it going? What's up, man? I'm all right. How are you? All right, all right, Keith. Uh, listen, kids, I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Mets. I, I listened to your opinion, you know, in regards to, uh, you know, how, how New York 
is not really a destination right now for you know uh, this elite athletes in baseball. But I want you to know, I know I, I don't know how old are you. Uh, I know the Yankees, uh, you know, during the dynasty, those players, you know, some of those players came in that um, the weak bugs of the world, and they came to help this team. They weren't big, you know. They, they were like at the end of the road, like weak bugs, you know. And you guys were winning, you know, with this type of players, and also guys that wanted to be here. As a Mets fan, listen, if you don't want to play, you know, for my team, I really don't want to in my team. And I like what Stearns is doing because we got to take a step back. I, I think we got to take back, you know, take a step back because we overspent last year. And, you know, the results were, were horrible. So I'm expecting that this small moves, the Maneas of the world, uh, you know, the, the, the Severino, that maybe we, we get lucky and those guys have good seasons and maybe we're in the thick of things in the middle of the year and we like, you know, uh, maybe make a move and, you know, make a push. Yeah. But if they, but if we, if we're not contending and those guys are doing well, we're also going to win because we could trade them. So, you know, to me, I think what they're doing right now, yes, it's not the best. Of course, we always want, you know, the best, we want the best players to come and play for us. But sometimes you got to uh, take a step back. I've been a Mets fan for 30 years, and to me, this is the right moves right now. Yeah, it's just a hard back. reset for the fan that thought that, like, okay, we're going for a World Series. We have a new owner. He can spend more than any other owner. We can buy our way to dominance. We can buy our way to the postseason. Now it's, it's, just, it's just tough to process in an offseason where you get a new president of baseball operations and he's got a complete philosophy change. Going back to, like, Wade Boggs joining the Yankees, joining a, a core of, I don't know, Hall of Famers and All-Stars. Like, that's slightly different, but I'm right there with you with the you don't want somebody that doesn't want you. Uh, that's why I was surprised to see, you know, Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander because for years, we were like, they don't want to be Yankees. They don't want to come to New York. Otani didn't want right. to come to New York. Right. But Steve Cohen convinced them with his money to come here, and it didn't ultimately work out. But even with Jordan Montgomery right, right now, right, that's why I kept saying, no, Jordan Montgomery does not want to come back to the Yankees. He's over it. Don't try and force it. Don't try and, right. you know, double back. You want somebody that wants it because New York is a hard place to live and play. Absolutely. And if somebody doesn't want it, it's not going to work. Absolutely. I'm with you 100%. And, uh, and, and you know what? Um, he, uh, Cohen, as an owner, you know, he was acting more as a fan, I think, sometimes last year. And he wanted to, you know, win the pages here in New York of the newspaper. Yeah, let's get Carlos Correa in the middle of the night. No, I know. I right, right. And he, you, know, you know what I think, Keith? I think he learned from that. I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't know the guy. No, it's, person, it's but... clear that he's a rookie owner and he's learned a ton. I, this, this is what yeah. I missed about about the Mets last year. The vibes in the Mets in the offseason last year was we were the biggest dogs in the game. We're coming and we're spending as much money as humanly possible. The money doesn't need to be smart, but at least we're spending it. Steve Cohn, there was an air about him. It was like he was a god to us. And then this season, the vibe is completely different. And it feels like New York in general is just in a sad state since Otani and Yamamoto decided to go over to the Dodgers and not come to New York. You know, I think I think that's also why the Yankees are planning on not spending, you know, uh, this offseason. It's just this there's this like weird, like spoiled 
teenager attitude where their dad just told them, hey, I'm not going to get you a Range Rover that's brand new for your birthday. And then they ran into their room and they slammed the door and said, fine, I don't want anything then. And that is what it is like being a Mets fan watching Steve Cohn say if that tweet was true, that he's only spending $10 million this offseason, what is the friggin' point? Thanks for the call, Raul. 877-337-6666. We're about halfway through my five-hour show. Aton Levine is in studio with us. We're watching the Knicks. We're talking about the Mets. Of course, we're going to talk about Wink Martindale, the Giants, a little bit about the Yankees. Uh, definitely not going to speak on Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Keep McPherson on the fan. We'll- How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Be right back. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. WFAN debut today uh, with Keith McPherson talking Mets. The Knicks are on an insane run. I think it's a 101-65 right now. Talk a little bit about that. Also, maybe some jet talk uh, a little bit later on. Uh, before we do that, we got Akiva in Long Island. How's it going, Akiva? Good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well, Akiva. Hello. What's going on? Um, yeah, I wanted to call in about the uh, the uh, four hockey leagues because I'm currently playing one. Oh, listen! I I told Educate you this. Me. You got you guys got to fill me in on this. My my, my mind's eye. <laughs> I, I've never heard of this. I've never seen it. I guess it's a real thing. It's a real tell thing. Me, tell me more about the league you're currently in and like how it goes and how you're doing. I don't know. What team are you on? First of all, I used to play for JEC. Are the RTMA Lightning? What are, what are you? Yeah, so it's it's a different league. It's you know the school May. May. Yeah. Oh, I know. I don't know it. <clears throat> so we play like with a few other schools like DRS. Okay, DRS. What, DRS were like the Boston Bruins of the Yeshiva floor mm-hmm. hockey uh, so they, league. So they have a B team in our league because yeah. we're like a separate league from that one. Oh, so you're not even so, in the actual floor hockey league. You're in the side floor hockey league. Yeah, because we're new teams. Like we started like a yeah. for like new schools that want to join, so we could eventually join probably. Listen, if you want me, if you want me to come out there and coach you, I will get you up to the <laughs> to the top tier floor hockey league. Okay. I know about the trap. Mm-hmm. You ever try to do a trap on a basketball court with a bunch of hockey players? It's impossible. I'm just, really? I'm just kind of <laughs> taking it all in. When he said DRS, I'm thinking of the defensive run saved. I'm, yeah. I don't, I'm out of loop on this one. You learn something every day. <laughs> <laughs> How's the team this year? Is it good? You guys doing well? Yeah, we're like uh, I think four and one right now. Like I when, recently started. When I was in Jewish day school, my uh, I was on the best like the best record of all time in my school. We were seven six zero oh, and one. We were yeah, we'll, terrible. We'll school. take your word for it. It was we'll good. Take, we'll take your word for it. Yeah, it was good. 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you so much for calling, Akiva. I don't know how to work the flipboard here. I do. Uh, but yeah, there it is <laughs> out there. Uh, but yeah, definitely, uh, I would say the best parts of my high school experience were uh, floor hockey, yeshiva floor hockey. It's, it's awesome. It's uh, going to Richie and Ronkonkoma right now. Richie, yeah. what's going on, Richie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, what's going on, Richie? Yeah, no, I was just wondering, you know, if uh, Mets not getting like Otani and Yamamoto, I don't know. As a Mets fan, if there's anything to uh, not live for, that's a little hyperbolic. But like, I just I don't I don't see bringing in Steve Cohen, big money bag Steve Cohen in here. He's not he's not he's not getting the job done. And I I don't know I don't know if you can Billy Bean this. You know what I, what, what do you guys think? I this is what I love about WFAN because I grew up on WFAN. The callers at WFAN. The best in the business. Every time you turn on WFAN, there's someone like Richie and Ronkonkoma that's going Nothing to like, to live I haven't seen my kids in years. I can't look my wife in the eyes anymore because of Steve Cohn. The Mets. Yeah. Out there. Listen, and we understand it. We get it here. I don't know. Last year, the Mets were the Bulls. They were the ones that were going into offseason with the most money to spend. They were making a big deal about the fact that there was a big difference between the Yankees and the Mets. The old Yank- the old Yankees are gone. The new Mets are here, and they're willing to throw down money. They signed and now- Edwin Diaz the day after the season ended. God. And that's the other thing. It feels so cursed. Edwin Diaz, uh, you know, getting the patellar. Yeah. I am. This is my issue, is that I'm a Met and a Jet fan. One, I will never trust anyone ever again. I my my uh, trust, my confidence issues, they're all down because I am a Mets and Jets fan. They had very similar collapses if you think about it. Yeah. Obviously the Jets with Aaron Rodgers going through those two silver pillars with the American flag after being on hard knocks, the NFL shoved down our throats how much of a deal Aaron Rodgers was going to be. The the Johnson family was shoving you know that down our throat. Everyone was shoving it down our throat how how good that was going to be. And what happened? Uh, arguably one of the biggest collapses, uh, differences between expectations and reality out of any football team of all time. Let's go over to the Mets. The Mets this season was one of the biggest expectations versus reality differences of all time. As a Mets fan, we spent the $90 million on Verlander and Scherzer. Edwin Diaz was supposed to come back, and then he went and he you know, busted the patellar tendon, which you know I'll never let a Met player, or I don't feel good when my players go and they play in the World Baseball Classic because of this stuff. You know, it's the thing that damages you. I miss I miss having confidence in the Mets. This year, there's no confidence unless they're willing to spend some money. Otani Yamamoto, that was the key to potentially giving me back the confidence to trust in this team, and they botched it. The parallel was giving money to these 39-year-old mercenaries thinking yeah. that they were going to lead you to the promised land. It, it was... Uh, yeah. It was a, a weak attempt. It was never solid. It didn't really have legs. These guys are older. They're past their prime. It just it, it just didn't have a high probability of being successful. But they shoved it down our throat. They made us believe. Well, Last yeah. year, the, if you every friggin' Met fan, every Jet fan was saying, you know what the answer is to our problems? Scherzer with his 85 Tommy Johns and Verlander with his 85 Tommy Johns out there. <laughs> then they were like, you know who actually will fix your problem? Aaron Rodgers and his 39-year-old legs. Let down. Awful. What I don't do know think, if we'll ever come think, back. What do you think, Richie? Yeah, no, I think I think I agree with you guys. It was they were they were uh, bad moves, and I don't know. On some level, I just think it, it's very ironic that Keith Cohen has made his his uh, his money in like data analysis and being a big quant. And here, 
the only thing he was quantifying was basically he had a median age uh, for the New York Mets starting rotation, the same as the Rakakama retirement facility. <laughs> like, it's just, like, what? What is this? You know, it just feels like, I, Aton, I agree with you. It feels like that there's a level of a, a self-fulfilling prophecy about the Mets and the Jets. And just, I don't know. I think, I think both teams, both organizations require cognitive behavioral therapy. Get to some, <laughs> like, core beliefs. They have negative core beliefs. I'm just imagining like, gotta he's got that. a kindergartner. He's got a Thanks kindergarten kid. He's he, he, he just in the back sitting there out there. He's 100% right, though. I, another thing is that the Mets, it seemed like a year ago we were a better franchise. Like, it seemed like we were being run well. It seemed, you know, Richie Ronkonkoma, oh, I love that name. I'll keep on saying it. Richie Ronkonkoma brought up the good point that the quant stuff is off. It seems to be like so many people that there were problems with the with the actual, you know, with the actual facilities in regards to players, you know, not trying their hard enough. I think Francisco Alvarez at one point came on and was a little bit annoyed about how there was a lack of effort amongst the team. That stuff has to stop, and yeah. we have to get that branding gone already in order to attract people out the here. The ineptitude. Yeah. And the other parallel is the shortcut, right? So both franchises have ineptitude. They just seem to find dysfunction and ways to mess things up and ridiculous stories that come out where you're like, LOL Mets, yeah. only the Jets, same old Mets, same old Jets, but then also trying to take a shortcut saying, oh, Aaron Rodgers will get us to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Or Verlander and Scherzer can get us to the World Series as a one-two punch. It doesn't work like that. So now what's happening is a reset where I think they're trying to play the long game and saying, let's build this the right way. We'll bring some veterans in while our young prospects develop. We won't go out there and spend all of this money. We'll wait till the money that we spent, whatever, those contracts expire, those guys are done or whatever. It might be a longer play. The fans might be upset on opening day. But trust us, it's going to be better in the future. And I think that Mets fans have way more to look forward to than Jets fans because of that. Because it does at least seem like there is some system. Everything that we talked about with the Mets, fixable, it seems like. It seems like you can fix the culture you know, in City Field. You can fix... You, you can spend more money and stuff like that. The Jets, it seems like their problems are just endless. They They're, don't the stop. And then I think that there is – I today, you know, we don't have to talk about what Aaron Rodgers said on Pat McAfee. I, there is a big issue that I now can't get over. Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, if this Fakakta shenanigans – there you go, Yiddish. <laughs> if these Fakakta shenanigans don't stop with Aaron Rodgers, he is go, they're going to leave. Yeah, these if kids I'm are Garrett not going to resign. They're going to hit free agency. You're already going to lose some guys. And and that's what I was just about to say about the, just the fact that they're telling everybody, it's it's all good, we're close, we're running it back. Nobody has to be held responsible for back-to-back failed years like this. And the O-line is still terrible. What is going to happen next year when Aaron Rodgers gets in there? And you know what's interesting about this? I was thinking about this in the shower today. Zach Wilson, weirdly, had obviously a terrible season, but he wasn't given a chance at all. You know, we never got to see what Zach Wilson actually was because he had a couple of games where he obviously went off, but the games where he didn't go off, it was penalty after penalty. He couldn't get any consistency at all, and the O-line was just not there. So now we're talking about next year. They're going to trade him away. with Zach Wilson. No, he had but, 30 plus chances to do something. He's totally statistically, he's one of the, the worst quarterbacks in the, the history yeah, of the league. Yeah, but the kid totally. was set up for failure. They put a that's rookie a, offensive coordinator with a, a rookie That's a convenient excuse for players who just don't have you it. You drafted I, the kid out of BYU they in were the COVID wrong with, years. Yeah, they were, they were wrong with that. 
But also, it's on the player. He was awful. He was terrible. I will give you that. I will. He, no one has had more chances to fix their career than Zach Wilson. I agree with that. But there were games last year where they lost, not because of Zach Wilson. They lost because of the penalty after penalty. That team is not coached well. Like when, obviously, you know, Robert Sala has to go. There needs to be a complete overhaul in that entire team. Coldest take of all time, you know. But... Zach Wilson, weirdly, every time he had any consistency, the next week he wouldn't be able to continue that consistency because of the failures of the team around him. And that is, you know, it's weird in that I have hey, any sympathy the, towards that. Wilson. The quarterback is only as good as the guys around him. So on Twitter, I saw this and I saved it. Zoo Kruger uh, yesterday put out a tweet. He said the two games Zach Wilson had protection, he balled out. The Chiefs, he had 245 yards, two touchdowns with 105.2 rating. In the Texans game, he had 301 yards, two touchdowns with 117.9 rating. So I think this kid has a future in the NFL, not as much of a bright future as Rob Sala promises. But, like, the Jets were a mess, and the kid was definitely scapegoated. He was set up for failure from the jump, and I think that ends. If this does not work out with Aaron Rodgers next year, and what I mean by workout is not Super Bowl. That's that's That was too lofty from the jump. But they have to be competitive. They have to be winning. They have to end the drought. And I think ending the the drought of wins against Bill Belichick and the Patriots is a great way to end the season going into next season. They have to be set on ending the playoff drought. And Aaron Rodgers, they have to keep upright. They have to put a ton of focus and energy on the offensive line and then adding some weapons for Aaron Rodgers. That's all you got to do. The defense is pretty much coming back intact. You fill a couple holes there, but it's protecting Aaron Rodgers and giving him a couple other weapons to throw to. Yeah, I, I I super agree with that. I the interesting thing that kind of goes forward with me in this is next year. Like I said, you know, a couple minutes ago, I can conceivably see a situation where Aaron Rodgers gets himself suspended from the league, gets himself kicked off of the team because of all of these interviews that he is doing. Yeah. It's these shenanigans over and over that eventually. We're in New York. Yeah. We're not in Wisconsin anymore. Yeah, people are listening to you when you talk, dude. Unlike, you know, you could do whatever you want in Green Bay and no one's hearing anything. You're in the number one media market in the entire world. You can't just be going out there. The Jimmy Kimmel fight was like stupid. I don't think Jimmy Kimmel should have gotten involved to begin with. But he goes on air today and the things that he was saying on air today, if I am a commissioner of a league, Roger Goodell. Or an owner, or or, a GM, or a coach, but they won't check him. They They won't won't check him. They will not check him. They will bow to him. He he can do no wrong. He's afraid of nothing. And this is a NFL quarterback having conversations about vaccines and politics and religion and just nonsense, man. Just shut it down. This is why I get get all of my science information from Herschel Walker. And that I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Herschel Walker needs to get checked. So now the Jets fans can call in. We don't want (laughs) to really have the Jimmy Kimmel conversation, but we can talk future of the Jets. 877-337-6666. Let's get back to the phones. Aaron is in Muncie, New York. Aaron, you're on the fan, not Aaron Rodgers. Oh, hey. Um, first of all, uh, I just want to thank you. Long time, first time. Um, ding, ding, ding. I, Getting I, some first time callers. Aton's first time in here with me. Uh, yeah, so first of all, I'm Jewish. I really appreciate the uh, Jewish vibe you bring on. Really nice to hear some Yiddish, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, Can we get a fakakta out of you? A fakakta, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Fakakta, yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, just by the way, roller hockey, I mean, I guess I'm living in a bubble, but 
I thought everyone knows about roller hockey. No, I did not know that it was organized in school and that like <laughs> this oh, was yeah. a thing. <laughs> this was floor though. The floor was organized. Roller, we they wouldn't even let us do roller. I can't. Of the I thing. still can't. You got to send me some videos or something because I can't oh, yeah. envision it. Like after school, you practice with the team yeah. and. You, you guys got on a bus and traveled to other schools yeah. to compete? And then we would get there, and then we would run around for a little bit for 60 minutes. Then we get back on the bus, and that was it out there. And it's crazy. Like, rivalries, like, insane. You can't get a college was, scholarship to do that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of – you know what the thing is? A lot of people got really good at floor hockey in high school and realized there wasn't much of a market at out you, there. At Yeshiva good. University, yeah. they don't have a team. Yeshiva, you want to know the funniest thing about Yeshiva University? Yeshiva University got a roller hockey team for the first time, and uh, they immediately were upgraded to Division One because they were so good at it. It was absolutely wild. Because, listen, why are you out there? I went to Yeshiva University. Aaron, Aaron yeah. you still with us? You got anything else? I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have a uh, question on the Yankees, but you guys you continue. No, no, um, ask the Yankees question. We're just having fun okay. with the roller. Because it's, it's news to me. I had no idea. But now I'm actually thinking back to being at Camp David at Ocean Township Intermediate School they definitely played in, in the Ocean Township Intermediate School gym, the court. They definitely were playing yeah. hockey on that one. But I was oblivious that it, that they actually were doing that, and they did that in school. All the hockey, none of the injuries. Floor hockey. That's yeah. what you want. Not there. Uh, yeah, just a prediction. I want to do to give a prediction. Are, are Yankees going to win uh, over 100 games this, this coming no. season? No. Nope. That's that's lofty, man. Even in the 99-win season when they made it to the ALCS, they came up just short, and they pissed me off with that because I did want Booney to have another 100-win season. I'm not asking for 100 wins. And even, you know, I, I want to win the division, but you don't need to win the division. You don't need 100 wins in the bye. You got to get in the dance. You got to get in the tournament, and you got to get hot at the right time. Thanks for the call, Aaron. Let's keep it rolling because... The clock is burning on us. I mean, there's two minutes left in this Knicks game. Yeah. Uh, now I know we, we've uh, got some Jets fans calling and incoming Knicks fans. Bing bong. The bing bongers are going to start calling. Let's go to Sam in Monmouth County on the fan. Go for it, Sam. Keith, how are you? I'm good. Having a good time. You know, I got all these open shows, so uh, just trying to spice it up, change it up a little bit, entertain, and uh, get some people through a rainy night. Yeah, so the truth is I never wanted to call you because this I, you know, I've been listening since since the first day. I remember when Craig called you when you were on your honeymoon, like when you got yeah, the job before you. It's and, funny you mentioned that because I had never seen that video because I was in Puerto Rico and I just answered the phone. And I, my wife and I, I swear to God, my wife and I don't I don't ever use the Lord's name in vain. But it's funny you mentioned that because my wife and I watched that together today, and I was like, wow. And it came up because I was searching for the WFAN um, team store and. It, uh, I guess I had in my like bookmarks like WFAN from Awful Announcing. They had that clip in there. So Universe Never Unconnects, it, full circle. Today, yes. I saw that clip for the first time. It's actually funny because when I heard you on that phone call, you, you like sound like a little nervous, like this whole big Craig Carton guy's calling you I and was, you're like dude. new to the fan. And then like you, you came on and you just started racking it. And ever since then, I'm, I, I... I'm retweeting it right now because I swear to you, I bookmarked it today. And the way my voice, I was, I cried that day. I was, I was on my honeymoon, which the only reason I was on my honeymoon at that time was because the day after my wedding, I forced my wife to go to Colorado to the MLB All-Star game. I'm like, we can't go on a honeymoon yet. Uh, there were other places we wanted to go. We kind of defaulted into Puerto Rico. And also we went after the baseball season because I'm a baseball nerd. Like, uh, I was so nervous and I was so emotional that day because once the New York Post broke the news of me taking over for Steve Summers, 
my phone blew up in a way that it never blew up in my life. And good, bad, indifferent, or whatever, I saw things written about me online. It was just a lot to process. And, you know, Craig had called me before, and I had talked to Evan and them before, but it was it was just a lot, man. That really took me back to that. It's great that you called to uh, to bring that on air because I would have never mentioned it. My wife and I had a moment with that today. Okay, good. Happy about that. But basically, so I've been listening to you since the first day, and I never wanted to make this phone call because... You know, it's it's a little bit morbid, but since I, I'm sorry, I forgot the guy that you have on right now. His name? Aton. Aton Levine. First time. Aton Levine. You said you're a you're a cancer survivor, and Keith, I I gotta ask you forgiveness. I wanted to make this phone call for six months. Um, my brother, who was my roommate, died from a sarcoma from a from a tumor, and he was in. I'm from Monmouth County. I used to drive up to Sloan Kettering for about a year every day, and I would make sure that I would only leave when you are on the radio because after it was like you know just watching my brother wither away mm. you know i would i would just i needed to like get out of the zone and just to relax and to enjoy my night and the only way that god you know helped me get out of it was because i had keith mcpherson to listen to every night so you you really got me through it to be honest uh, i'm not even kidding i'm not i'm not trying to you know like to just like make you feel good i'm dead serious Nah, it's, it's it's getting me choked up, dude. I, I lost my brother. I can relate. Um, yeah, I I know that you lost your brother, and it's it's the worst thing. You know, he was my roommate for like for years and years, my whole life. Same. Um, and he he passed away. It was it was it was really hard. But the, the I'm 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 dead dead serious. The one thing that got me through it was on my way home. I would just turn on the radio, forget about it, listen to Keith McPherson vibing. Just hanging out. I, I feel like I'm your best friend. Never spoke to you before. I never met you. Hopefully one day I will. Yeah, you but say you live I, in Monmouth like County. My friend. mom lives in Monmouth County. I'm, I still go back there uh, as much as I possibly can. I'm not hard to find. I really am. I'm not hard to yeah, find. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm going to find you one day. We're going to meet up. But I, I, I always wanted to say thank you. But you like your your show is just hanging out, having a good time. Everybody listening is enjoying. Yeah, that's what I, I wanted like to this, feel like. This that's phone what I call is, you know. Right, like I don't want to make people sad. Like a guy calling up his brother passed away. Like it's it's unenjoyable. But it's like I, I always wanted to tell you thank you. It's life. And I felt like now because of you know the situation, I just felt like I got to call you already. Sam, thank you so much. God bless you and your, and your family. Be strong. Your your brother is looking down, probably with my brother right now. Like look at these guys on the fan. And then they're proud of you. They're proud of you that you're you know you you never know, Keith. You're just sitting behind the mic, but you never know how many thousands of people in the tri-state and all over are listening to you, and you're keeping them going. I know you might think I'm just like, you know, like, oh, it's a dream. Oh yeah, people enjoy my show, but it's it's much more than people just talking sports. It's 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 making people feel better and have a great have just you're 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 keeping keeping people going. You know, and I, it's not like I'm not like a black guy from I'm like I'm I'm white. I'm like from I'm I have nothing. You know, doesn't matter really. It doesn't matter. We're all brothers. We're all Americans. We're sports fans. We're Yankees. Whatever it is, you know. Now you have to say something nice about me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just listening to you for the first time. I never, I never even heard your name before, but I'm definitely going to check you out now that Keith brought you on. And if Keith is a fan, then I'm for sure a fan. So. Oh man. Can I just say also, I, I had a sarcoma and I got treated at Sloan Kettering. So hearing that oh, story yeah, did, also yeah. kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Yeah. That's all very yeah. powerful and connected, and uh, you know it's heavy on me right now. I don't have too much to add. <laughs> Good, thank, listen, thank you. I'm, all I can say is thank you. Listen, I you don't got to thank me. I got to thank you, and God's gonna repay you. You know, Jackson, I'm sure is gonna is a bright a bright a bright shining star.
funny. Thanks, man. I, I said I would never get choked up again on WFAN. Um, and the, the, the time I did was when I told the story about my brother taking me to the garden for the first time. And, uh, you know, we're, we're watching the game. They're in the garden tonight. And uh, my brother's birthday is later this month. So, yeah, that was <laughs> that was powerful right there. Let's take a break, man. <laughs> I appreciate everybody, man. I swear, like, you don't know who you're reaching. You don't know who this stuff affects. And uh, I just put my energy and my spirit into this stuff. And, like, I thank you guys, for real. Um, Aton for coming through and the callers and stuff like that. I, I hate that I'm crying right now, but it's powerful. It's real. It's real. Um, you can't control that type of stuff. You can't, you can't script that. You can't, you can't make that up, man. That's, that's so real on the radio in real time in reality. And, uh, yeah, that just broke me right there. So <laughs> we got to take a break. We got to take a break. I got to step out. I was not expecting to feel like this one. Right Act professional. Like, God. No, nah, I said I would never do this again, bro. I literally said after I got choked up telling the story about my brother, because we, we went a whole day on the fan. I think it was two years since Kobe's passing. My brother was the same year as Kobe. So we kind of like watched Kobe come up. And when I was 12, the first time I went to the garden, my mom put me on the train uh, from, from Long Branch, right across from Monmouth Medical where I was born. I got on the train as a 12-year-old kid, scared as hell, came up to the big city, found my brother. My brother went to FIT. My brother was living in Astoria, Queens. And man, I'll always remember that. You know, and for Sam to say that, you know, he would only get in the car to go drive to see his brother as his brother was passing, that just, it just, that just, that just cut me, man. That just hurt my heart. But like, uh, in a good way, in a real way, it's, it's just real. We're, we're all going to like lose somebody. And you know, I'm, I'm glad that somebody could, you know, think that much of, of me and my show and, and feel that way. So I'm sorry for the cry voice. I'm sorry for getting emotional, but. Can I just say, you know, when I, I came when I was 10, right? So yeah. it was a lot of car rides, you know, from Jersey into Sloan Kettering, everything like that. And those car rides, you know, with my dad, with my, you know, my mom, it was always sports radio that was on. You know, that was the thing. I grew up on WFAN. You know, I, I, during our coffee, I talked about how, you know, Steve, I grew up on Steve Summers, you know, I, all that stuff. Such the distraction that stuff like this causes to get people, you know, you're in your car. It's one of those, like, times it's, it's solitude. You're by yourself. You know, it's, you're doing the Lord's work, man. I told you when you came in here, I'm like, think of all the, you know, during the break, I'm like, think of all the people just getting in their car or just turn on the Odyssey app. Like, we have no idea who's hearing this. We have no idea who we're reaching. And uh, that's, it's just so powerful, man. There's so many little connectivity things. Yeah. Like, my brother's birthday is, is January 30th. He was 10 years older than me. So, um, growing up, you know, he just said they were roommates. Uh, when my brother passed, we lived together, and he actually moved out of Brooklyn back home. Um, and it was like we got the band back together, man. It was like old times. I actually drove a U-Haul from Monmouth County to uh, Prospect Park, uh, Prospect Heights in, in Brooklyn, where he lived, and, and moved him back home in uh, October of 2015 when I got out of the um, – or 2014 – when I got out of the MLB fan cave and uh, we ended up losing him in, in 2015, man. So uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. 
it's just it's just a lot and it's, there's no way to control that there's no way i had no idea the, the call said sam monmouth <laughs> county just props to keith i had no idea what he was gonna say uh but you know i know people listening can feel that and 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 that's real that's realer than any aaron Rodgers, jimmy kimmel conversation yeah. that's realer than us debating mets and yankees and yelling and screaming about anything uh and and that cuts through on the on the radio i, I hope uh you know some people not necessarily enjoyed that, but like felt that. Keith McPherson on the fan. We've got two hours to go. The Knicks just won. I've got Aton Levine in studio with me. Paul Rosenberg behind the glass. We're gonna keep rocking for the next two hours. I'm all right, but like uh, that was heavy. Uh, <laughs> that you can't control that. That just hit me like a ton of bricks. Let's take this break, and we'll be right back. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, Christina Perry. The King's Theatre in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheatre.com.